What's up, everybody? What's up? Soul Bros Podcast is back. I'm Cassius. I'm LaRodney. And we missing somebody, but he's going to be gone for a while because he's out learning how to fly airplanes. Well, not fly airplanes, but... A flight attendant. A flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we definitely miss Devin, but um, we're going to do this in honor of him. Yes, we are. We miss you, Devin. We do. Today, we're going to talk about Tony Braxton... Yes, Tony Michelle Braxton. Yes, the sultry voice of Epic Records. I I honestly call her the queen of R&B. The queen of R&B? I do. You do really? Queen of 90s R&B. I would agree with you. Simply because every song she came out with during the 90s mm-hmm. was a hit. Yeah. Even early 2000s. Like, she was the quintessential R&B artist of the 90s. Like, you know, you had Whitney and Mariah, but... They also were pop artists and things like that, but Tony was really Tony and uh, Mira J. Blige. They were really the R and B for the black people um, artists, and I think that that's why I call her the queen of R and B. And it was hard to find a happy song that Tony was singing. Yeah, she don't be singing too many. She happy was the queen movies. of the sad love songs. Yeah. Like that's exactly what Babyface told her. It was yeah. like because I remember that she put during her movie, like she wanted to sing upbeat. Yeah, but he said no. You need to sing want to sad from ballads from you, okay? Just a just a song to talk about another sad love song, like just another sad love song wrecking yeah. my brain. And breathe like, again. Breathe again. Seven whole days. All of them are. Of just course, her ballads. big hit of '96, "Unbreak My Heart," which helped her cross over everywhere. Like yeah, everybody was singing the song. That really. They're still singing that song, like, to this day. It's still one of my favorites. And even the show that I like to watch um, on Netflix, Once Upon a Time, the first season, um, Rita Moreno is the mm-hmm. grandmother, and they was all singing in the car to that song. Like, oh, it, really? Yes, I'm Break My Heart. I've never seen that yes, show. Yes, I like it. But everybody was singing Tony Braxton's song, and it's like, dang, like, her song still is mm-hmm. um, epic. And yeah. I remember a commercial when I was younger was playing her song. And I have a fun fact the way I fell in love with Tony Braxton, okay? Mm-hmm. My uncle, who was a lover of music, had her Ultimate Hits album. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, she had the, the long hair and yeah. the, the gold shirt on or whatever. And I was like, let me listen to her because I don't really know who Tony Braxton is. And all I knew was Unbreak My Heart because of commercials that I always showed her, the R&B ballads and mm-hmm. stuff. And Unbreak My Heart was my song, but I started loving um, all her other music too. And like, another set of love songs, Seven Whole Days, of course. And... I love How Could an Angel Break My Heart. Like, Oh, that one is special. That one is special. She poured her heart out in that song. And then also uh, Kenny uh, G playing. It's, it's, that song is really, really special. What's your, is, is, would you consider that your favorite one? That's one of my favorites, but it's something about... See, a lot of people don't like the Pulse album. I love the Pulse album. And then Why Won't You Love Me? Oh, oh I love that, that is, song. Yeah. I don't know who that man is singing in the background of that or with her. I'm sorry. I lo- yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, when he was singing that. I just love yeah. that song. And honestly, at work, there is not a day that me and my coworker um, do not listen to Tony Braxton. Mm-hmm. It's just like... You feel good in work, so you play How Many Ways, the artillery mix. And you're like, how many ways I love you. 
Let me count the ways. It's just like it's like everything that she it's she just makes you feel good. Even her sadness yeah. make you feel good. And it's like Yeah. My favorite my favorite Tony Bracken song is You Mean the World to Me. That is literally my favorite. I feel like You Mean the World to Me is the equivalent to I'll Make Love to You. Yes. It's like they both sound By voice so, to yeah, yeah. They both sound so similar. And it's almost like She's just started to get her just do like as being honored and revered. Yeah, she's in the been industry. honored a lot recently. Lately, I, and we know people start getting honored in the industry. You think they about to go see Jesus? Cause yeah, because that's what be. I mean, that's what happened. They start honoring yeah. Lena Horne and all them other ones, and then you about to you about to go on and see what the end's gonna be. There, everybody started honoring Whitney Houston, and she was right at the end. Yeah, and then we kind of felt like for a minute, me, me and you talked about it because. She was battling her lupus real yeah. bad, and she was on tour, yeah. and everybody was starting to honor her, and she was just about to turn her fiftieth birthday. Yeah, and I, I was like, was, I said, I, I said, oh, and she was in and out the in and out the hospital. I was like, Tony, please don't go. Not Tony, but I think she's in better health now. Yes, I don't know what it was about her trying to come back in tour, but it was like I don't know. I think it's. I mean, I think it's just the being on stage every night and doing that. I think it just really takes a toll. Um, but she truly is a fighter having lupus, though. Yeah. And we're going to discuss her lupus um, a little bit later. But let's dive into the history of Toni Braxton and just uh, talk about her childhood for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the first things first, a lot of people don't know, but Toni Michelle Braxton was born on October 7th, 1967. She's an American singer, songwriter, and she can play the hell out of piano. She really can. Um, she's a record producer. She's an actress. She just had a new movie on Lifetime that came out. Did you see it? I haven't watched it yet. I haven't, I haven't watched, watched it either. But she was good in Twist of Faith. And of course, I always yeah. love her character on Kingdom Come. Like, yeah. still to this day, I watch Kingdom Come with Anthony Anderson and Jada Pickett Smith. Mm-hmm. And th- it's a line that she always says in the movie. She's like, I sit at home in my million dollar mansion in my big king size bed and wonder where the hell is my husband? Yeah, but that's she said, "You want some and gum?" She, t- she told Jada. P- she was, <laughs> and she told Jada Pickett Smith. She said, "You want some gum now?" And so I don't know why I always remember certain stuff from movies like that, but I love that movie. And and a lot of people do not know this nowadays because you know young folks don't know nothing. They don't. And I can't call myself a young folk anymore because I'm 25. But I'm she began <laughs> for a couple more months. She's still young. <laughs> she started off in a group known as the Braxtons. But, of course, like a mini singer, she started off in the church. And said her mom was the choir director and her dad was the pastor. Evelyn was the choir director. Evelyn was their choir director. <laughs> At home, but she ain't direct no church. I never understood why <laughs> Evelyn Braxton, which everybody, Evelyn Braxton is Tony Braxton's mother. Mm-hmm. And she would direct them like that like she was so dramatic and extra <laughs> too dramatic because first of all they don't know what that stuff means like that because they didn't really study that in school like god put a rainbow in the sky like ugh, it was just so extra mm-hmm. and i never understood that but tony braxton endured a lot when she was younger i mean she really wanted to sing other music but a lot of times being in the pastor and Can't do that. first lady Child, you can't do that because you got to sing gospel, gospel, gospel. Mm-hmm. And her sisters wanted to sing it too, but, you know, she had to be the example to them. But at first, the whole Braxton's group, 
because their dad loved music, so he understood that they wanted to sing R and B. Mama wasn't so warm to it like yeah. she is now. She, I think, her mama is warm to it now because she's making all that money. Well, but we making, like, making, making all, all that money, and now they're grown, so they gonna do what they want to do regardless. Mm-hmm. And so they had a audition for L.A. Reid or whatever, but L.A. Reid and them didn't want the whole family. They didn't want the group. He they wanted, wanted Tony exactly. And her mama, I remember in watching a movie which Tony Braxton did for herself called Unbreak My Heart. Her mother told her, said, you go ahead and make it. Do not forget about your sisters. And that's the one thing I do applaud about Tony Braxton. She Mm -hmm. never forgot about her family. But that's also the thing that, I mean, I don't think it necessarily hindered her career. But I think that it kind of hindered her own personal happiness. Because she always felt like she had to keep the family near to her. She always had to, you know, if I go somewhere, I have to bring them along. And if I don't bring them along, then... You know, and she got dependent on them because, like, recently when everybody, well, of course, Tamar got her solo career that was for it, but when everybody else wanted to stop singing background for Tony, she was like, Okay, what am I gonna do? Yeah, but she was also okay with that too because you remember on that episode, they both were, you know, having the same ideas, but they both didn't know how to tell each other. Like, Tawanda and Trina didn't know how to tell Tony that they didn't want to be her background singers mm-hmm. anymore but then Tony didn't want them to be her background singers anymore because she had found some other ones and she thought that it was just time to cut that family relationship like that and Tony didn't know how to tell them and so then whenever they finally told each other they were like you know ecstatic because we both been having the same idea and for those who don't know what we're talking about the Braxton's came out with a TV reality show to tell about a lot of their lives and stuff that we may not have known and or clarify things that we you don't know as well, mm-hmm. but um, we're gonna get more into the sisters later. But Lorraine, go ahead and just discuss some of the Billboard top two hundred, top one hundred, number one hits of Tony Braxton, and okay. give me your feedback on each one. Okay, she came out with her self-titled debut album um, in nineteen ninety-three, which went number one on the Billboard charts. It has sold ten million records worldwide. Another Sad Love Song and Breathe Again were some of the songs off the album. Also, You Mean the World to Me, which is my favorite one. And that album also got her three Grammy Awards, including Best New Artist. Secrets, which is my favorite album by her, um, that one sold 15 million copies. And it had You're Making Me High and Unbreak My Heart on there. And uh, my other favorite song by her is Why Should I Care? Oh, yeah, why should I care? Why should I care for you? Yeah, that's one of my other favorite ones. But that album um, also went to number one and also got her her first number one hit on the Billboard charts with You're Making Me High. Um, That was her first one. And then Unbreak My Heart was her second one. And it's so funny because her that number one hit... That's she finally got a mid tempo, almost up tempo mm-hmm. song, and it was number one. Yeah, which was crazy, but hey. Yeah, and so that album got her two additional Grammys, and then the Heat, which is also a good, a good album. Like that's one album that you can really listen to from start to finish. That's the one with speaking in tongues and stuff, yeah. right? Yes, love it. You can listen to it all the way through. Towards the end, it kind of gets a little slower. Um. But I think that that just kind of works out with the album because the album starts out pretty fast and it just kind of, you know, slows down and it gets a little bit more sexual too towards the end. Yes. Speaking um, in tongues. But that one also won her a Grammy. She ain't talking about church either. She sure ain't. Um, so over her whole entire career, 
Tony has sold 67 million records, and she has won seven Grammys, nine Billboard Music Awards, seven American Music Awards, and she was also inducted into the Georgia Music Hall of Fame, which has people like Gladys Knight and, you know, all types of R&B and soul legends. That's just the tip of Tony's accolades. Well, I'm going to talk about my favorite album of Tony Braxton and his post- Pulse is your favorite? Yeah. Like out of all of them, Pulse is your favorite. Okay, well maybe I mean a, my favorite tracks, okay? Okay. Like okay. I love No Collectively, Way. Collectively as a whole, Pulse cannot be your favorite. <laughs> you know, I kind of like the pop side of Tony a little bit. Yeah, you like the pop side of everybody. <laughs> I do like the pop songs like um you got to looking at me and I'm looking at you. I think it's time you think about me. That song yes. is, that song is and cute. wardrobe and it's something wardrobe. it's something about hands tied. Yes, I do enjoy that song too. I guess I do like the Pulse album. I told you like the Pulse I do. album. I do really enjoy but it. But that part of the she pissed me off. I'm I'm have to take that out of there. But she pissed me off when she said that she was going to give up music after dropping the Pulse album. She was tired of it and she was going to give it up. She was tired. And I, I get, I get why she was tired. I mean, yeah. records wasn't sitting like they used to. She just fell out of love with music, and, and a lot of artists tired. do that. She was just tired, yeah. And she was tired of having that constant battle with touring and singing and going out and about and dealing with lupus. And I think at that time she just wanted to be home. Yeah, but she probably wanted to be home with her kids because she was also going through the divorce at that time too. I think wasn't she? Mm-hmm. She was. With I mean, Kenny or Carrie. 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 His Carrie. name is Carrie. Okay. Kenny. See, he's Kenny not. We not. We not too worried about husband. her. Her ugly husband. Because on the movie, they tried to make now, him look good. They was playing. They played. Because in that movie, he was fine. But then all of a sudden, in real life, he gonna be ugly. How y'all do that? And it was so funny because on Instagram they said, "How y'all gonna make the Carrie look way better on the movie?" Then in real life, because Carrie don't look nothing like he the guy. He does not look anything like that at all. Just light skin. That's it. Just. And I'm so glad, back on topic, because, mm-hmm. you know, we like to divert from topic sometimes. <laughs> but I'm so glad that Babyface went to go talk to Tony Brakes. Mm-hmm. That's a musical soulmate. Yes, it is. And I would love to see them together for real. Me too. I would love to see Of course, Babyface would have to handle the money. But yeah. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I really Ooh, would love to see shade. them together because they just, I mean, they make such good music together. And I can't imagine... I can't imagine Babyface doing a duet with anybody else, and I can't imagine Tony doing a duet with anybody else before they would do a, a, a duet together. Yes, like she was on "Give You My Heart." That was her first time being exposed, and it was with Babyface. Mm-hmm. She was singing high in that song. Yeah, they was Yes, and I'm just like, it took him to come in and say, "Hey, music still needs you. Do not quit music." Cause I was so pissed off, and music is gonna be forever. Yeah, you know, in your life, and it's like, I'm glad she came back and did a duet album with him called "Love, Marriage, and Divorce." And baby, let me tell you something about that album. Uh, when I tell you, I listened to that album when it first came out. The day it came out, I listened to that album from start to finish. "Roller Coaster" is my song. "Roller Coaster" and "Reunited" are my songs. Well, you know, I'm, I can be a little. Evil, just a little bit. Pray for me, saints. And I love, I wish. You know, I'm about to say, I wish. Yes. I love, I wish. Because Tony Braxton said, I wish, I wish, I wish you break your heart like you did me. 
I hope you're unhappy. Now, Tony Rexler appeared and she said, I wish, I wish you get a disease. I said, a disease? <laughs> like an STD? Like, really? But won't kill him, but make him remember what he did to her. Mm-hmm. I said, Tony was talking about Carrie. She was. She was talking about Carrie, her ex-husband. That song. Like, baby, listen. And that album won them a Grammy as well. Yes, it did. And that was just so epic. Like, I never meant to hurt you. That's like when a grandpa, mm-hmm. right? Hurt you? Uh, no, for the whole album. For the That's whole album. the album. Okay, good. Because, baby, hurt you should have won mm-hmm. a Grammy. And it's just so crazy. Like, during that time, you know, I always said, like, she was just back on the rise. And now she has a new album coming out. And she just released another song called Deadwood that recently came out and I love it to death mm-hmm. and then to our surprise she released another song she did and I love it so much I do enjoy it it just came out it just came out and she was just so epic with the song and it's called Long As I Live and I do b- agree with what you told me she giving a little Prince vibe from mm-hmm. the single cover and she's back to having short hair because the last album cover was very sexy on Deadwood but this one is very Looking into her eyes. I enjoyed this song more than I enjoyed Deadwood. I love Deadwood. It's I something... like Deadwood, but I enjoyed this one a lot more than Deadwood. It's something about Deadwood when she said, You bring me down, but I turn around. Like, it made me feel like you can try to bring me down, knock me down, all that stuff, but mm-hmm. I will turn around. And, like, that's pretty much about her life. Like, I feel she was really telling the truth about how the industry tried to knock her down, how the media tried to knock her down, Yeah. how she went through bankruptcy and lost everything yeah. twice. They were selling all of her, selling her awards, and she was giving the rights away to her music. It was, that was a sad situation. But I mean, it's just something that, I mean, she learned. I bet she, I bet she won't do it again. I bet, I bet she, she won't. I bet you she'll watch her stuff a lot more closely. But I think her issue is that she puts a lot of her trust into people who don't know what they're doing and don't really have her best interest. And so by the time she actually is paying attention, she's already gotten a letter from the IRS. And I think that that's her issue. And I'll never forget when she went on Oprah and she said she has Gucci China wear or something like that. And Oprah said, you got Gucci China wear? I don't even have that. And baby, Tony Braxton ain't liked her since. She did not. She said, well, you don't have it because you didn't buy it. Exactly, because Oprah can't afford it, but yeah. Tony just didn't like this statement because she's make seem like she was frivolous with money. Yeah. But I don't really think Tony was frivolous with money. She just back to her lupus stuff. She mm-hmm. she disclosed in her movie like she couldn't tour and really sing like that. Yeah, and she wasn't making any money. But but when she was in the uh, the Vegas uh, residency, um, that's when the, the the lupus got real bad. But she had a contract to finish with the residency and because of the lupus she wasn't able to um finish it and so she had to pay everybody out of her own pocket because i mean everybody been working and she had to pay everybody out of that and she had to also pay you know the hotel and the casino and all that stuff too because the insurance wouldn't cover it because they said that she had a pre pre-existing condition or something like that and so they wouldn't cover it and that's why i'm glad she came out with the movie and let us know why she went bankrupt, twi- bankrupt, bankrupt twice, mm-hmm. and it's sad to see that because I know some people go bankrupt once, 
But twice. Twice. In the public eye. Yeah. And then she had a battle, a, a scare with cancer. I remember reading that in Ebony or Essence. Like, mm-hmm. she was on the cover. And I was like, I didn't know she had a battle with that. And then her child was autistic. It was like, how much can you deal with? Mm-hmm. Then your dad cheating on your mama. And Miss just, Wanda. Miss Wanda is his new wife. He's still with the mistress, mistress to this day. <laughs> and it's like, all of this coming at you at the same time, yeah. you hiding you having lupus from your family and your friends and everybody in public but I'm glad throughout through the reality show she was able to talk about it yeah and the movie she even went further into it and it's like girl if we would have known this a long time ago people wouldn't have talked about you as bad. Like, that's a lot to go through and it's just like girl you have to be okay with telling what's wrong mm-hmm. especially in these social media days because that can ruin or hurt your career yeah. or help it and catapult it into the sky, make you the biggest star, or it can also make you be a shooting star. Yeah. And and it's like, I'm so glad the movie let us know what was going on. Because if you're not a true friend with her, friend I call us because we're not really friend, fans, we're friends. friends. And if you're not a really friend of Tony Braxton, you won't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I'm just so proud of her. Coming back, rising up, being strong. I am too. In this industry again, that wants to tear everybody down. Make money off of you first, and then tear you down. <laughs> they gonna get their coin. Okay, Lorraine, I want to play this game with you. Okay. Called, what Tony song is this? Oh Lord, don't do nothing from the pulse out. You tried it, <laughs> and I know you gonna know these songs, Lorraine. So ain't no need. Okay. You, you gonna play the song? No, I'm not gonna play the song. The I'm gonna read the lyrics and make sure you know them. Okay. All right, let's go. <clears throat> and I'm not looking. You said things aren't the way they seem, but still you can't come straight with me. How can you think that you're in love when you don't know the meaning of? You mean the world to me. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Read it again. You say things aren't the way they seem. Say things aren't the way they seem. Still you can't go. Right? Stay yep. So what's the song title? Can you feel that you're in? You do, don't do, know do, the do, meaning do, of. You don't have that you much time. Mean you mean the world to me. Love should have brought you home. Shit. Is love should have brought you home. Damn. I, That's one for you and zero... For you, I mean, the zero for you and one for Tony because you lost. Okay. Dang it. You should know this one. It's okay. Tony played this game I saw on TV. Yeah. And she didn't know her own song. (laughs) So that's okay. Mm -hmm. Let's see if you know this one. Hmm. I'm just about through. I can't take it. Won't take it. Can't take it no more. I had about enough for you. I'd I'd rather be be on my own. Yes. On my own. Darling, darling. Seven okay, I was about to say you should know it. Seven whole days. Goodness gracious! All right, I'm gonna go to another album. Oh, you should know this song. Everybody know this song, child. I know this one. Why you calling me on the phone? Why you not at home on time? You say you're staying Just over at your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Just be a man. I know you do that one. I knew that one. Okay, let's see. One last song. And everybody who's listening to this podcast should know this song if you've been alive in the last 20 years. 
take back that sad word goodbye. Bring back that joy to my life. Unbreak my heart. Yes. Unbreak my heart. Say you love me again. Undo this hurt you caused when you walked out the door and walked out of my life. Uncry these tears. I cried so many nights. 11 weeks at number one. Unbreak my heart. No, I'm just playing, but I love the video. I love the way she looked in her outfit yeah. on Unbreak and they said this My was Heart. A, this was the number one song in the top five songs of the decade. Unbreak My Heart was. Of course it was. Songs. It was everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those songs that anybody can relate to. Yeah. And I'm ready to see what her new album is going to do. I really am. I am too. And it I really would be awesome if BET honor her this year. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be really awesome. Like, I think that would be really nice. Um, I mean, it's some other people that I wish would get honored too. But I think that would be really nice for BET to honor her at the BET Awards. That'll be like everything for me. So we're just going to have to see what Tony Braxton will do with this album. And y'all need to go support this album when it comes out too. Yeah. Sex and cigarettes, or cigarettes and sex, or something like that. But yeah, sex and cigarettes. I hope she don't start smoking cigarettes and lose that voice and go deeper, like yeah. Lou Rawls and them. Mm-hmm. But everybody, please stay locked. Please let us know what you want us to talk about, and please send us questions if you have any. Thank you for listening to the Soul Bros Podcast this week. All things Tony Braxton. I'm Cassius. I'm Larodney, and we are holler at your back, soulmates. Bye.